Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you are going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what is... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd to the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. What's your favorite scary movie? If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? It's showtime. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. And today we kind of have a special show for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at Spookala over the weekend in Tampa, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. So much fun. We met a lot of celebrities. We met David Arquette. We met the kid from uh, Pet Cemetery. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. But Jace. The little, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But the little little kid in it. Mm-hmm. Jason Muse. Jason Muse. Mm-hmm. We got a picture. I got a picture with. Bam. Bam Margera got a picture with. Mm-hmm. Um, David Arquette, we got a picture with. He came to our booth and bought a bunch of our stuff. So thank you, David Arquette. That was so cool. It was like first thing almost on Friday. And he came by and was just like, oh, I want all your Scream stuff, which we had at, made some special Scream merchandise, T-shirts, masks for the weekend because they had, you know, a bunch of people from Scream there. Like right, Skeet, right. obviously David. Uh, the original um, stunt actor, Lee. yeah, Lee. For we're, we're gonna try to get Lee on the show. Mm-hmm. It um, and uh, Jamie Kennedy was there, so it was kind of like um, you know, mini mini reunion. reunion. You know, and David Arquette just came and bought everything, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so we met Skeet mm-hmm. Aldridge. Yeah, we met Skeet at our hotel, and then he was very nice to let us come and pop into his line, kind of get ahead of everybody, because we had very limited time as vendors to go do some of the fun stuff. And he very generously said that we could come and see him the next day. So I don't think his handler was very good, cool with that. But, you know, we had special permission. Mm -hmm. I got to buy him a beer. 
that the following night at our hotel, mm-hmm. him and Sean mm-hmm. from the faculty. Yes, and in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yes. So big shout out to them. And we met. Who are you going to call out next? Matthew Lillard. That's who I was going to call out in a drive-by selfie. Basically. Literally, I'm taking a picture with a with a guy that came to our booth, and he was like, "Hey, take a picture with me. We'll we'll do a story and everything." Mm-hmm. And some guys like, "Oh, I'll take the picture." Everybody's really nice at a convention. You never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. And we both look up, and it's Matthew Lillard just standing there. And mind you, I was sitting down at this point because it was the end of the day. And they were getting their photo and I was just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm a little tired. I'm going to sit back here. Still kind of getting over my cold, you know? And then Robbie just says, Sammy, stand up. And I stood up and I was like, oh my God, it's Matthew Lillard, my favorite ghost face. So of course. So he was really cool. He walked away Uh, like he wasn't going to take a photo with us. mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, this is not how it's going to go down. (laughs) We need a selfie. So he did a selfie of all of us. So that was really cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who else did we? Well, technically you said hello to Lee. At at breakfast. breakfast. But I didn't actually get to talk with him. No. And we saw Tom Arnold on the elevator. Yes. And said hello to him. Yes, we did. Very randomly with our so this this is our story, and I don't know if we tell this again during the show, so I apologize because a lot happened, and we did record a little bit together on Sunday, but uh, this will be one of our favorite stories, I think, to tell for a while, is how we were on the elevator late at night. I think this was Friday, right? Friday yeah, night, because I think it was super late when we went to get our pizza. Yeah. Yeah, we went to get pizza from Papa John's, and there was a whole issue with that that just made it take longer and it was just a thing. So by the time we got to the hotel, we were tired. We were only supposed to have one pizza, but had two. getting off the elevator and Tom Arnold's getting on. And we're just like, oh my goodness, hey, it's Tom Arnold. And Robbie asked for a photo and he said, oh, after I work out. And we're both like, okay, so we are now the fatties with the two Sammy pizzas. thought that, I did not even think that. While Tom Arnold is gonna go work out <laughs> and we're gonna go sit in our room and eat two pizzas. But we didn't technically eat two pizzas. We didn't. We again, we only really wanted one pizza. It was like a whole thing. But yeah, so, it still makes me laugh to think about that. And we got to interview Christy Swanson. That was a very the cool original yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yes. the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you said hello to Joey. Um, I can't think of her name right now. She's from uh, Big Daddy. Yes. Mm-hmm, the actress. I got to got to meet her. I yeah. want. I was just like, I'm a vendor. I just wanted to give you a card. I'm sure you get cards thrown at you all weekend, but mm-hmm. that was really not my intention. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to come up and say what's up. Mm-hmm. She was cool. Very I didn't. Nice. I didn't ask to snap photo or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, I just wanted to say it was cool that I saw you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to meet the guy from Lost Boys, Tim. Oh, yes, the saxophone player. The saxophone player. Yes, randomly again. I'm trying to get him on the show. I don't know his social medias. So if anybody knows how to get a hold of him, please hit me up. Yeah, we'd, it'd just be fun to talk I to I would him. really like to book talk him to him. talk to him about how he got the role mm-hmm. and how that role has blessed him till today mm-hmm. and what he's doing with his career mm-hmm. now. Yep. And so not only did we get to interact with a lot of celebrities this weekend, but we also just met a lot of really cool people. Yes. Oh, so many people. A lot of people Robbie got to interview. 
but not everybody. It's just, I can't even, there are just so many nice people that we got right. to interact with and exchange inf- information with and have plans to try and maybe do a collaboration with down the line. Yes. So excited. So now we have even more stuff to do. So this, this episode is going to be a little different. You're going to hear a lot of me and Sammy is kind of in the beginning and occasionally yes. in. So, so you're, you're going to, this is a different kind of episode. Yeah. Somebody had to help kind of, you know, watch the booth and also babysit the tripod to make sure it was not going to get knocked over in the sea of people that were walking by because it was kind of on the corner where you're doing the recording so people could see and listen in if they really wanted to. But yeah, so I'm in part of the episode when we talked on Sunday morning before everything got started. Yeah, Sunday morning before yes, everything got Sunday. started. Yeah, where we were kind of doing a little wrap up and excited to start the last day of the show. But mostly you'll get to hear Robbie doing some interviews with a lot of really cool people that we met. Yeah. Pretty awesome. One one person we didn't get to go see is Nick Castle. Nick's Nick Castle, Castle. We're coming for you. Nick Castle. We've got behind me, if you're watching this, a full-sized Michael Myers. And we really would love to get a photo with you and with our Michael, just like we got. At least we got our David Arquette. Yes, that was really cool. With our ghost face. It would have been cool to have Skeet, but Skeet would never have been able to leave his booth because yeah. it was insane. And... Matthew, I guess if we had like moved, we could have had the ghost face in the photo, but you know, it's okay. But yeah, we're, we're coming for you, Nick Castle. We're determined the next time you're at one of these events and we're assuming it'll be Spookala, we, we really want you to come and get a photo with us and Michael. So I will be writing a newsletter based on what happened over the weekend. I'll be showing photos mm-hmm. and pictures. It's the Limitless newsletter. You can subscribe to that. That is a paid newsletter. But I also write free newsletters, mm-hmm. newsletters, yes. Mm-hmm. So you get sometimes free ones in with your subscription. Um, I got to say, congratulations to Miramax. They, as of today, of this recording, they mm-hmm. just got the television rights to the Halloween franchise. We shall see what happens with that. Honestly, I thought it was going to be Paramount. Mm-hmm. But I'm cool with Miramax. I mean, Miramax has done it before. So. I am glad A24 did not get the rights. And here's why. I think they would have changed it. Really, like, m- a lot of A24 films are very artsy. And they're kind of different. Correct? And you can agree with me or disagree with me. This is my thinking. I feel like they would have changed it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I understand coming into a new reboot that you want to do your own spin, your own take. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that to an extent. Mm-hmm. But I think they would change a lot of it. So you like your classic Michael Myers. I wouldn't say classic, but I think a lot of the fans have a set notion of who Michael Myers is. And mm-hmm. when you fuck with that, you're going to have a hard time selling it. I do hope they and, take and their I, time, though, to put this together. I agree. And I think that's what A24 would do. That's why I was so bummed when I heard that they potentially mm-hmm. won. And then they didn't. Not even three hours ago, mm-hmm. Miramax came ahead. So congratulations to Miramax. That doesn't surprise me that Miramax got it. Honestly, I thought it was going to be Paramount for Paramount mm-hmm. Plus. Mm-hmm. Nope. But I'm, I'm okay with Miramax. And the reason why I want them to take their time and not release something right away is because just from some interactions I heard this weekend and just from people posting, like we love 
horror movies, scary stuff. Obviously, Michael Myers and Ghostface are probably our two favorite like villains right. and franchises, Scream and Halloween. But there have been people who are kind of like, oh, it's like a Michael Myers overload, you know, maybe feeling, you know, because there were so many movies recently that came out, there was only a delay because of the pandemic. Otherwise, we would have had like boom, boom, boom. Halloween End came out a year ago. Mm-hmm. But I think people are still just like, oh, we just ended the franchise. We just did this whole thing. And, you know, there are a lot of salty people about how it Halloween ended. End. So I think if there's a little break before we get more Michael Myers content, that may be good for some of these fans who are a little like, ugh, about the whole thing. But, you know, we'll always go see them and watch it. But yeah, I really wanted to mention that. Mm -hmm. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. A lot of it is just kind of be audio. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did get some video. Yeah, there's a lot of video. So So I will try to, Yeah. yeah, I will try to put it on there as well. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be a lot of quick little snippets, interviews. Generally, we're like five to 10 minutes, I believe, for the most part. Yeah. Putting this together. So yeah, so just enjoy it and reach out to some of the vendors yeah if you can if you can support them that would be great absolutely hello guys and welcome to a special episode of you can't kill the boogeyman podcast produced by limitless broadcasting in 1950 studios sammy is actually in the background we are actually at our booth at spokala we're in Tampa, the Tampa Fairgrounds, and I'm actually joined by a special guest. Amanda Bird. Amanda Bird, how are you doing today? You're my booth mate. Yes, yeah, I'm right across the aisle from you. Um, so I am a little toasty right now because I had to, I left something in my car okay. with a dummy and um, went outside and got a little spooked by the line because it's it's way, yeah. way down there, at least it was. And very, I was like, oh, okay. It's going to so, be a lot busier than it was yesterday. I sure hope so. So yesterday oh, was a sure so. was a little slow, but today it's going to be a little bit busier. So tell me about yourself. You're an author, podcaster. Yeah. Yep. Who are you? Um, crazy is who I am. Okay. <laughs> Besides being crazy. Um, so I write female serial killers. Um, my brand is Blood Spatter. Okay. Happy like accident. Dexter. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, I have... Dexter's boat and blood spatter tattooed on my collarbone. That's really dope. And that's kind of how blood spatter accidentally was like a happy accident that became my my brand. I was at a, a writing conference, and someone I respect a lot is like, "Happy accidents, that's your brand." And I was like, I didn't even think about it. That that day kind of like changed my life. And then there have been some serious ups and downs, and now I can finally focus on getting back up there again. So. It's it's been a little little rough going around. I liked Dexter so much. I named my dog after him. Yes. So I'm with you. Yes. So you write female serial killer novels. Yes. Explain that to me because that is so, so intriguing. So it's 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 a lot like Dexter in the fact that it's told from her POV. Okay. Um, and it is kind of like vigilante justice, but she doesn't go after people who like escaped the the prison system or whatever the case may be like that got you know they should be locked up and no these are just bad people in general so it's not like they broke the law or did something and screwed up that way or killed someone they're just they're just terrible people that the planet would be better off without okay yeah okay so you are you looking forward to the new uh the guy that played Zach Morris on Safe by the Bell, he has a new show coming out on CBS that he was actually a kidnapper and he kidnapped this girl and the girl escaped, and then the girl fif- 15 years later kidnaps him. Huh. And now 
she's a cop that makes him solve like kidnapping cases. Huh. So never, never heard of it. Not a Mark Paul Gosler fan. That's what I'm talking about. I met Sorry. Him a really long time ago, and he was not the nicest. I mean, he might be a nicer person now than he was then. I don't know. Oh man, you're saying um, Zach Morris is not nice? AC Slater's a nice guy. You're right. Um, so, I mean, that kind of makes up for it. He but was, also, like, how can you say no to those dimples, even if he was mean? Right, right. right. So, um, but no, I mean, I I was probably a teenager when I met him, so it's, it's been a long time. All right. Um, but. He was at 90s Con, that's why we were just at 90s I don't, Con. I don't watch network TV. It's like I have almost every single, sh- like, streaming, streaming platform. Something. Yeah, somehow, some way, I've got all those. And it's probably a shared thing it's more than likely yeah it is a shared thing so how did you get into being an author accident like for me it was a complete accident um i was working for an automotive website an automotive parts website okay and i got out of the sales department and moved over to it and i was writing the descriptions and the blog posts and stuff like that and it started out as a joke that i should start writing books and then i actually started writing books and i love it okay yeah so this series is Seven books are available right now. I'm okay. working on book eight. I'm on a deadline for that. So the next month is going to be very interesting between two jobs and getting that book finished. So are where can people buy your books at? Um, they can go to amandabird.net and buy them direct from me, or they can just search me on retailers. So are you, are you published and everything? Mm-hmm. Or do you self-publish? Self-publish. Okay. So I went through iUniversity to publish a book. I'm sorry. You didn't like IU University? I won't use any of them. Why? I will not use any vanity publishers. Oh, okay. I'm not going to pay somebody $3,000 to do what I can do in three hours. No, absolutely. Like, I'll I'll put money for covers. I'll put money for editing. But I'm not going to pay them to do anything else because I'm a control freak. And I want all of that money. So, yeah. No. I did have a publishing contract um, with Four Horsemen Publishing, who's here. We decided to dissolve it because there were a bunch of different things that just kind of didn't quite line up for all of us. Right. So we dissolved it. We're still really good friends. That's good. Yeah, we're still really good friends. They'll probably be coming by to harass me at some point. I'd go over there to harass them. I'm sure in in the literature space and in the production space, it's about, the business is about relationships. Yes. And you do business with people you like. Yes. And you should agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. So you got into writing by accident. Mm-hmm. You're, we, they can go to your website to buy your books. What? Tell me about your podcast. So my podcast is called the Books, Life, and Shenanigans podcast. Um, and I go, it started out as like, kind of like a reader-driven thing. So I, I talk about things from a reader perspective, but I also talk about things from a, um, an author perspective. Okay. Um, you know, like why exclusivity is nonsense. Um, looking at you, KU. Um, just different things about being an author, different things about being a reader, like not the episode that released this week, but the episode before that, I was going off about audiobooks and how um, narrators and their accents drive me, some of them drive me crazy. Like there's one, there was an audiobooks, there were two audiobooks I was listening to by the same author. They were great stories, same narrator. And in, Mazda is pronounced Mazda. She kept saying Mazda and she was entirely from North Jersey. And I grew up in Pennsylvania and it was just, I was just like cringing every time she said Mazda. So yeah. I decided to make it a podcast episode. Like, hey, like I had a professional narrator and now I don't, I do it myself because it saves me money and right. my books, I know how to pronounce things, you know, my characters. I feel like nobody can do my characters justice the way that I can. Right. So I have a lot of fun with narrating. Right. Um, so then the life part, at least right now is like a lot of um, because I just got out of a really detrimental marriage 
Okay. Um, it's about, you know, narcissism surviving, like surviving narcissism and burnout. Like those are like the two main topics. And because they're such big topics, everything's broken down into subtopics every week. And then there's the shenanigans part that in all honesty, I've been slacking on. So I actually have some podcast equipment with me today to run around and, and do some interviews and, and do some shenanigans, Okay. which I really hope you will participate uh, in. Absolutely. Please, because so much fun. So you're. I see your booth. Yes. You see our booth. What are you selling at your booth? I'm, I'm selling books and I am selling stickers and t-shirts. Okay. And you guys are doing good for this weekend? Uh, yesterday kind of sucked, but yeah, I didn't think I was going to sell anything at all yesterday because it was kind of slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. So I'll take so, that. Do you go to a lot of conventions? Con? I try not to. Um, I decided a couple years ago I didn't really want to do more than two events a year. Okay. But as it stands right now, I'm committed to at least three next year. So. What are you doing next year? Um, definitely doing Sci-Fi Bartow. Okay. Um, Maria DeVivo and I are going to split one of these corner booths um, for March and maybe even October Spookala okay. next year. So that's that's at least three. And then I might do some book specific, like book fairs. There's one in Collingswood, New Jersey that I want to try out. There's another one in um, Gaithersburg, Maryland Okay. That I might want to try out. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting year for sure. I know we're going to do probably Spooktala again. We're going to do Spooky Empire. We're doing Spooky Empire at the end of this month. And then we're going to do Spooky Empire again. And then Spookala. And then we're going to, I'm going to try to expand and go to another state. Because yep. we want to go to, I want to go to Dragon Con. I hear that's the big one and people will go for miles to see that. And we're trying to get our brand out there. Dragon so. Con is killer for my anxiety i want to go just as an attendee because for me to getting a vendor table is really really difficult for them yeah um and then ooh, hey there you're cool right we're yelling out people off off screen so that's why you can't see it we'll we'll talk to you guys in a bit so let me ask yeah let me ask you this question why should people pick up your books? What attracts, what would you attract because new it's a readers? it's serial killer. Okay. People, people seem to really like that because, sorry boys, you've had your day. Go away, it's time for us now. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then when people hear like, so I like to say she's, it's like Dexter meets American Psycho, but female. Okay. And that works out pretty well. Okay, so. What about your social medias? Where can people find you? Oh gosh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, what is your handles? Let's start with Instagram. I, I believe it's at Amanda, at Amanda underscore birds underscore off. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is for um, all of Instagram and TikTok. And then Facebook is just like, I can't remember if it's Amanda Bird author or author Amanda Bird for the page. Okay. Um, I can never remember to be completely honest with you because like I had a separate profile. It's deactivated, but I can never remember what like because I was trying to keep everything kind of the same, differentiate, uh-huh. and it didn't work out so well. I gotcha. So, All right, fun times. Well, I would definitely like you to come back for a larger interview because I feel yeah. like we just are scratching the surface. But I wanted to get you on to kind of help promote your brand and well, thank you, you I know promote the network as well we're limitless broadcasting we have six shows currently on our network each picture represents a different show we're getting into streaming television we're all independent 
all in Orlando. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. So one more time, tell people who you are and where they can find you. Amanda Bird, B-Y-R-D dot net. Or if you want to go right to the books and not learn about me, shop.amandabird.net. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anytime. Bye. Bye. Hello, guys. This is Robert Berksby back at Spokala in Tampa. Uh, this is a special You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast show. And I'm actually joined with... Who do I have here? Haley. Haley? Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What brings you to Spokala in Tampa? David Arquette. Okay. You a big, big Scream fan? Absolutely. I grew up on it. So you like Scream 1? Oh, yeah. Okay. Best Scream. So that's the best one in the franchise? Best one. It was the only one that had comedy. Okay. So, so it made it... What did you think of the last one? I felt like there could have been more of the old Scream. It felt like it was trying to turn it into something that Scream's not. Like, they're trying to turn this sequel and movies make the killers when Stu even said in the original, movies don't make killers. Okay. So, so is who's your favorite character in the Scream franchise? Dewey or Stu. Okay. In between those two. So you must have been really crushed when they killed off Dewey. I don't want to make you cry or anything. I feel like you're going to get emotional already. Maybe, maybe a little bit. So, do you go to a lot of horror cons or conventions? Yeah, I went to Megacon. Okay. Like a few months ago, where I met Skeet and uh, Stu and all of them. Okay. We met Jamie Kennedy at the last Spokala, and that was in Sp- Ocala. Because yeah. Spokala, Ocala. And uh, he was, like, watching the game, watching soccer game, just hanging out, chilling. And um, Matthew Lillard, I told you, walked by our booth and took a picture of us yesterday. And I was like, oh, man, he's super cool. I have not got to meet Skeet. So cool. How is he in person? I feel like he's the same as all of them. They're just down to earth people. Um, When I met Skeet, he was talking to me about college. He was talking to me about writing for fun. It was like a conversation with a friend. Really? He's a great guy. Yeah. Wow. That that surprises me. He's single. And so, are you? Did you slip him your number? I was scared. I got scared. Oh, I would have definitely. Are you gonna hop in his DMs later? I might have to pay the fifty dollars to go slide in my number. I might definitely have to do that. I I would definitely do that. How did you know he was single? I didn't even know that. I had to look very hard. There's okay. rumored girlfriends, but there's not a wife. Okay. So. I know he, he was dating uh, Leonardo Shelfield. She was the bathroom girl in uh, Scream 1. They were dating. Yeah. That's how she actually ended up getting the role is because she actually was auditioning for Psycho, or not Psycho, but Sydney's character. But she wasn't a big enough actor. That's how Ned, Nev Kimball got the Sydney character. Yeah. And then uh, West offered her the part. She was like, yeah, you can do this part. You're not... Paramount didn't think she was a big enough star, basically. Right, right. So... I gotta, I gotta admit, I agree with them. I mean, Nev Campbell absolutely. played that so well. So, out of all the horror genre, who, what is your favorite scary movie? 
Scream. Oh, by hands down. I grew up on it. Like, little kids got, like, blue clues and stuff. I was watching Scream at, like, three. Me, me so. too. <laughs> me too. The first time I saw Scream, I was 12. And I saw it with my mother. My dad was not happy that my mother let me see it. But that's... That's my introduction to the horror franchise. And right. from me, from there, I was like, oh, this is great. And I feel like that's a great introduction. Yeah. It's just the best. I mean, it, it shows also, I feel like, the mixture of comedy and, you know, making sure that it's not about the movies that make the killers. It's about, you know, yeah. plain psychopaths. Absolutely. That's it's just amazing. So are you here to see anybody else? I was thinking about seeing Skeet. I don't again? know. If, uh, yeah, again. I don't know if I'm going to. I saw Matthew yesterday. Okay. And I just got the chance to meet David Arquette. He's very cool. He came to our yeah. booth yesterday and bought a bunch of our stuff. I know. I forgot to ask him about the mask. No. no it, <laughs> uh, honestly, you get in the presence of him and you just, your mind goes kind of blank. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I really can't believe it's you. Yeah. And so I understand. I understand. Right. It's like, I forget that he's a human being. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, you're not a human being. I refuse to believe it. He, he, <laughs> he probably gets that a lot. Yeah. So where can people find you on Instagram or? Um, it's Haley with two eyes. L-E-Y-Y-M-O-O-R-E. Okay. Are you going to go to Spooky Empire at the end of the month in, in Orlando? So we'll definitely yeah. be there. Woo. So when when you see us, you should stop by for another interview. I would love to. So you definitely have to subscribe to our podcast network. You can't kill the boogeyman podcast. Okay, that's where this is going to be debuting. Okay, my wife and I actually run this, so I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thank you for uh, volunteering on uh, getting interviewed. Thank it you wasn't for having me. wasn't so bad, right? No, not that bad. All right, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello guys, this is Robert again, back at Spookala, Tampa, and I am joined with Dr. J. And Dr. J, tell me what you do. Uh, so I am a comic book witness. I uh, go to different conventions and observe celebrities, comic book artists, comic book writers, uh, signing on different items. Uh, most of the time it's comic book related. Okay. And then uh, those comic books are then given to me. We drive them to a grading company in Sarasota. Okay. Um, and they grade, okay. encapsulate, and then mail the comic books back to the owners. So the only reason I know what you're talking about is because I have a friend, Dr. Barnes, who loves comic books, everything about it. And he talks about grading, and he talks about witnessing, and I'm like, okay, I follow you. So I, if you, we'd, we would have had this conversation years ago, I've been like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. But. You basically witness a celebrity signing comic books, so you know they're authentic and ready to go. Absolutely, it's it's um it's a process that the grading company in Sarasota, Florida, has started, uh, which really makes it kind of the the high standard. So anybody could say that somebody signed a comic book, right, um, right, and try to pass it off as a signature, right. Uh, but through the process, this grading company has uh, instilled. Um, 
it has to be, it's kind of like a public notary, if okay. you will. Yep. So if you yeah. need an item uh, notarized, you have to go and get the stamp of approval. It's the same sort of thing with comic book grading. Okay. Uh, it needs to be seen by uh, a vetted witness. Right. That's approved to be there and, and can say, this was signed by this artist, this celebrity on this day at this place. So how did you even get into this? This is an interesting field. Yeah, so I, I, I've been into comic books for a long time and uh, when I moved to Florida, I started meeting guys that were in the scene into comic books and whatnot. And one of the guys actually had worked at the grading book company. Okay. And he had said to me, you know, have you ever thought about witnessing? You, you would enjoy it, you love comic books and, and it would be a lot of fun. And at the time, uh, I, I was working as an assistant principal, okay. and uh, I couldn't break away. I was working 12-hour days. Um, it, it was taking the life out of me. And so once I resigned from that position, I called them back up and said, look, I'm ready. So my introduction into uh, this field was working with the greeting company. We were in red shirts, okay. what they call us. And so uh, we wear the red shirts that signifies we are the witnesses. Okay. And we go to different con conventions like uh, Megacon, which is here in Orlando, Florida. Right. Uh, they take us to really any of the major comic book conventions across the country. They fly out to. They'll be. They'll have a presence there, and they'll have the red shirt witnesses okay. going with clients to witness the comic books. Okay. So I was doing that for uh, two years, okay. and then COVID kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. And when COVID kicked in, the grading company wasn't traveling as much. Okay. Now, uh, one of the guys that I had seen through being at shows. Right. Right. Uh, he had started his own facilitation company. So he's like now a third party grading company. Okay. So uh, what he does is when the big company cannot be at a convention, like okay. this one, like okay. here at Spookow, okay. uh, he would show up with his company in their stead and be able to still witness books and take in books for the company. Okay. So uh, I, I, he called me up and uh, during COVID and said, look, I have a, a comic book signing with a local artist uh, up in, in one of the uh, one of the comic book uh, stores here in, in Florida. Okay. Asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, yeah, I was all in. And so I've been working with him ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the very first comic book you fell in love with? It was it was Spider Man. Okay. The amazing Spider Man by far was the the first character that really appealed to me um, in nature, just the look, the youthfulness. Because I was a kid at that time. Okay. And so seeing a comic book character that was somewhat young, wasn't old, didn't have a beard. Right. Right. You know, didn't. It didn't, resonated to you. It did. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a younger it was a younger character. It's one of those things that, yeah, he has a superpower and everything, but he still has to go to school. He still has to do his chores and everything like that. Absolutely. So I can agree with you why Spider-Man would resonate with most young people. What do you think of the movies, the cinematic universe? Yeah, I, I well, the, I, 
I've I've enjoyed the Spider-Man movies. I really have. Even though there's been, you know, there's some purists out there that really love sticking to the the, the, the source material, which I understand. But at the same time, I I like to see people put their own spin on things and, okay. and make it make it a, a little different. But the the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the first ten years, from 2008 to 2018, was that was incredible. That was uh, that was incredible movies comic books brought to life it, it, it was incredible awesome so this I now I understand why I see you at more most cons because what you do yeah so let correct. me ask you how do people find you like on social media where can people find you yeah you can find me on social media uh, usually at any convention here as well uh, social media uh, Instagram uh, I am the crimson ghost professor dr. J and there's some underscores in between those words okay so crimson underscore Underscore professor underscore uh, Dr. J. Okay. Uh, you can find me there on Instagram. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel that I just started okay. four weeks ago. Plug that. What and, is that? And that's called uh, Dr. J Comic Book Witness. Okay. And you were telling me off off mic, uh, off air, that you're going to be having a booth at Spooky Empire. We will be at Spooky Empire. This is the first time that uh, the facilitation company that I work with will be there. Uh, there's going to be uh, a, a lot of amazing horror icons there. Right, right. And so uh, we have the opportunity to be able to provide this service where we're going to be able to witness these comic books for people on site and take them in on site at a booth there. Okay. And uh, we're, we're extremely excited about it. I'm extremely excited about it. I can tell. I can tell the, about the energy. So since we are a horror, horror convention, horror podcast, I got to ask you, what is your favorite scary movie? Yeah, so uh, I, I, I definitely... I like the foundational movies. Okay. Right? So, uh, Suspiria. Okay. Uh, Zombie. Wow. Uh, okay. Those those sort of movies are, are really important to me. Um, but I'm also a fan of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. One of my favorite. That's one of my favorite ones. I like the one with Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the remake of that, like, I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but when I think of it, I think of that one because she was just iconic in that. And yeah. I don't even know why. I just, that one is the one that jumps in my head. Yeah. Oh, it's a great one. So. Leatherface. You can't go wrong with Right. It's, just a, it's a great one. And Jessica Biel is a great actress. Yeah. So she she kills it up there on stage. Yeah. So uh, Night of the Living Dead 2. Uh, uh, not Night of the Living Dead 2, but Night of the Living Dead, the original. Right, right. That is, uh, again, when you talk about foundational movies, uh, that to me is one of the most important films uh, for the horror genre. Okay. So, yeah. So I go to the foundational ones. Okay. No, that's very cool. That's very cool. Wow. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. I'm going to have you back on again. Yeah. For a wait. longer interview. This is kind of just touching the surface. Absolutely. I wanted to get you on the podcast and who you are, but I'm going to have you back on for a longer. Do you see who's here? Yes, Chris I do. Swanson is here. Yes. Would you like to say hi? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Christine Swanson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Buffy the, the Vampire okay. Slayer. The original. That's what I was going to say. I was like, hi, guys. Oh, my here. God. Wow. Fun? Yes. Oh, my God. Now we're having okay. fun. What, 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 what were you talking about for I'm the last gonna, 10 minutes? We're going to slide you over and yeah, we're going to no, tag yeah, you seriously, out. Seriously, let me, let me, let me stop. I have an extra chair. I would love to interview you. You're talking you're about. I could talk for a couple minutes, yeah. but I'm just on a short break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our favorite horror movies. 
movies. Oh, yeah, we're well, talking about our favorite horror movies. movies. I don't like horror movies. Oh my gosh! You don't? So let me no. step, let me no? step away. Uh-uh. Thank you. Oh no, thank you, bro. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> stay and watch. I'm not very good. I'm kind of shy. So I actually run a podcast network. It's Limitless Broadcasting, and we do You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcasts. Yeah. And so that's what you're going to be on. Okay. So you introdu- can't kill, kill the Boogeyman. Yeah. Okay. You can't kill the Boogeyman podcast. All right. I so, did a movie called Mr. Boogity. Okay. Was like, so let's start over. Introduce yeah. yourself first, so everybody knows who you oh, are. Okay, Christy Swanson. It's such an iconic pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank like, you. Like I remember watching. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer before Sarah Michelle Gellar when you yeah. when you punch the guy and you're like oh I didn't even break a nail yeah and he was like he he did it very well I punched Donald Sutherland yes yes and I didn't even break a nail exactly <laughs> and I remember that growing up yeah and um oh my goodness uh, the guy from Scream was in it uh, I'm blanking David David Arquette yeah. was in it mm-hmm. he was like he was a vampire in it yeah so we had, how- we had David Arquette we had Perry, we had Rutger Howard, yeah. we had Paul Rubens. Um, oh my gosh, even Ben Affleck was in the movie before, yes. before he was Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah. you're very iconic. How did you even get involved with Spokala and coming to? Uh, they invited me to come and uh, it sounded like a good show and uh, a lot of great people here and I've been having a great time. Everyone's uh, not just the people who are running the show they're amazing but also all the guests have been just wonderful and i love i love meeting the fans because it's like i mean i'm so old i've i've been acting since i was nine years old but uh we used to do fan mail right that's how you would interact with your fans was through the mail yeah yeah and uh you'd read a letter and you might sign something to send it back and so ever since they came up with these shows of meeting each other face to face totally interacting you know with each other and getting to meet your fans and and they may come to you and tell you a story about how something that you did touched their life in a certain way or made them laugh in a certain way or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a great experience. Yeah. For both of us. But not just them, but me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm fanning out and they're fanning out. You know what I mean? You're right. It's really cool. So. I think that's awesome. I've been walking by your booth and I was like, man, I'm a vendor, but I'm never going to get a picture with you. So what made you kind of walk by? I just, I had said to my handler, Britt, I said, uh, let's just take a little walk. Let's go do a little shopping. Maybe I'll find something for my son or my husband. They like fun t-shirts or whatever. And so uh, we were just cruising around and I saw you guys sitting here doing this interview and I just went up to your camera just to watch, just to peek and I was just being funny. No, no, you're, <laughs> you you, you could have interrupted us. It would have been fine. No. It would have been no, fine. Oh, that's sweet. So, have you had a good time during the con so far? Yeah, I've had yeah? a great time. Yeah. Are you going to be doing any other cons this year? Uh, I am going to do. Um, wait, where am I going next? Oh, Niagara on the Canadian side. I think. All right. At the end of the month. Well, October's I, always busy for me because of Buffy and right, right. But um, yeah, so it's been good. I know you got to go, but yep. thank you so much for thank doing you. this. Hello guys, this is Robert with Limitless Broadcasting back again, and I'm joined with... AG Leong or Alex. You can also call me Alex. Okay, Alex, I'm gonna stick with Alex. Sure, that's fine. So you're actually my neighbor at uh, Spokala. That is correct, yeah. So tell me what you do. So I'm an artist, a visual artist, just to clarify. Uh, I do a lot of drawing, uh, primarily with ink, some sketching here and there too, but ink is, um, 
I guess my main medium. That's what I use to sell my artwork and produce my artwork. Okay, so let's back up. How sure. did you get into art in general? <laughs> uh, well, I've been doing art for almost as long as I can remember. Um, little drawings here or there as a young child, but I didn't really, uh, or I started to like really hone in on the craft when I was around five or six. I got this, it was a How to Draw Nintendo Characters book. Okay. Uh, I just ordered it for my school's book fair. Okay. And um, it was like a four or five step process for each of the characters. And naturally as a young kid, I think most kids do it. Like we tend to trace, you know, just drawings, you know, make it look like it was our own. My friends would watch me and they're like, that's cool, but you didn't actually draw that. You just traced the final step. Okay. So then I would trace like the second to final step and then I'd draw from there. And they're like, that's cool, but you know, that's not actually drawing it. So eventually I just started tracing from like step three to step two, step one. And then from there, I just like looked at the picture and started drawing from there. And then I just had my interest in drawing since then. So that's how I got started. And okay. then I uh, just continued on today. Uh, started drawing professionally, or well, started doing art professionally uh, just about a two years ago. This is my sixth con I've ever done or sold art to. So, okay. yeah, um, you know, this the ball started rolling around when I was like, maybe three or four. How are you doing this con? Are you guys selling a lot of art or? Yeah, I would say fairly well. Uh, today is actually very nice. Saturdays tend to be the busiest day for a con. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I've actually sold quite a few. Okay, so where do people find you? I'm at A1 at the, or are you talking about here? Well, or just, just in general, like your uh, website. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to where you're at at the con, but no, no, no. <laughs> like how do you people buy your art online? Through social media. Um, really, that's all I have for now. Unfortunately, don't have an online shop yet. Yet. It's it is coming. coming. It is coming. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, just social media. Um, I am from South Florida, Broward County area. So okay. you can find me in the South Florida area for sure. I attend some venues there. Okay. Some are local you, shows. Are you doing any more cons this year? Uh, this year? Uh, no, I will not. This will be my last con of the year. Um, the remainder of the year will be prepping for next year's cons. Uh, my next show will be MegaCon in uh, okay. February. Um, but also the remainder of the year, I'm just finishing up some commissions. I'm actually doing one right now in my booth. I do a lot of live drawings at my booth. Okay. Uh, to show off and sell myself. And then uh, I have that and two or three other commissions after that, so. No, it's very impressive because I've been watching you paint a ghost face. Yes. Like from start to finish and I'm just enamored in what you do. <laughs> uh, Sammy does art she paints all of our masks and everything and i i i'm good at like production putting a podcast together putting a film together but i there's no way i can draw or paint it is in my maybe a little bit of a controversial controversial opinion uh is my sole belief that everyone can draw oh yeah Um, yeah no i really do mean that i mean you know us uh, i guess professional artists quote unquote like we uh we tend to be um people are mistaken in thinking that we are gifted. We're not gifted. Uh, okay. Which I can tell you there's a secret island where we get our powers. We don't. It requires a lot he's of He's lying to you. I'm kidding you. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. No, he's right. Yeah, they no. have a secret decoder ring. They have a, they have a secret handshake. They're, they're like the Illuminati, but something different. Simple fist bump. That's it. Yeah. Um, no, but um, it really, it's just uh, honing a skill. I mean, like I said earlier, I, I didn't know how to draw when I was young. I, I was just tracing. Right. Actually, uh, through just uh, persistence, a lot of patience, and time and effort, that's how I learned how to draw. So I if, if we were to argue about the gift aspect i would say maybe it's the patience some people just have more patience than others yeah but um you know besides that i think anyone can draw so even if you know 
stick figures. Sure. I'm a, I got you on the stick figures. I got you. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I think you're very lucky because we tried to have a booth at uh, MegaCon, but they have a wait list. So yeah. you, you got on. So very good. Yeah. Uh, I always make the joke that they messed up and I got in because literally first time applicant two years ago and I just got in, uh, which is almost unheard of. Uh, I believe this year's MegaCon, 97, 97% of people rebooked. So there was only 3% like, you know, it's a race to get in. So, yes, it is very hard to get in. Yeah. Uh, I am the, one of the very lucky few who just applied first time and got in. Yeah. So, very, very cool. Are you going to be, what kind of artwork are you going to have there? I'm going to have, I'm trying to do uh, at least three or four more. A lot of ink work. Okay. Um, I tend to go for horror. That's, I guess, my main spiel, as you will call it. Right. Um, but I don't just do just that. I try to diverse into other areas. Uh, one of my commissions, actually, is of a video game, a very childlike video game that people wouldn't normally expect from me. But a friend approached me and said, hey, I'd, I would like it if you could do this. I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, hopefully, it's it's a gift for a friend. And hopefully, he's not seeing this because it's supposed to be a surprise gift. But Banjo-Kazooie. He wanted me to do a Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. And, uh, you know, even though that's a commission, you'll very likely see that at MegaCon as well. Okay. So I guess one of the more innocent pieces you'll see amongst next year. But um, A24 movies, perhaps. Okay. I really love The Green Knight. You might see A Green Knight there. That was a good movie. Yes. I very good movie. It. My favorite A24 movie. So since this is a horror podcast, I got to ask you, what is your favorite scary movie? <laughs> My favorite? Man, that's hard, but... If I had to choose, probably Evil Dead 2. Okay. If somebody were to ask me, okay. uh, show me a movie you really like or I haven't seen before, I'm going to show them Evil Dead 2. That's just my favorite. That's amongst one of my favorites. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on, letting me interview you. Uh, definitely say where people can find you one more time so we can Absolutely. pump you out. You can find me on social media, AG Leong Art. Forgive me, it's a complicated name. AG underscore Leong l-i-o-n-g underscore art you can find me on instagram and facebook and uh through there if you're interested in a commission uh currently closed for now but if you are you can message me and we can see what happens from there all right cool thank, thank you. you thank you no thank you so how are you doing sammy i'm tired <laughs> so this you is wanna know? definitely a different show for us yeah we, we are live at a Spook Gala. Yeah. Last day. Last day, we have been interviewing people uh, that's been at the convention. Vendors. Vendors, celebrities. Pop-in celebrities. Um, how has it been going for you? It's very good. It's been pretty busy. A couple slow periods, but that's normally like at the end of the day. So you can definitely hear you know. the dogs in the background. There's a vendor yeah, booth. Puppies. So they have a, it's called cool zoo that's here and they have different kinds of animals, but they also have some very little puppies that are here today. And you and can hear them in the background. Yes, they are very noisy this morning. And part of that is because no one is here yet because we are about a little half bit an hour away we're about half an hour yeah. for opening the doors yeah, for the last so day this is the quietest this will probably ever be for the recording this weekend you're gonna have a lot of work for post-production i'll tell I you know, that lots of background noise for me to edit out this time but it's okay because you know that means it's busy at the con so how do you think it's been going overall Good. I'm excited to see what today brings. Last day of the con. We have a couple people we want to go chat with today. The elusive Nick Castle. 
We're trying to get him over to mm-hmm. take a picture with our Michael Myers. Yes, because, you know, Mikey traveled so far to come and see Nick, of and, course. And we've seen Nick Castle walking around like a regular civilian. Once. Yeah, and we'll be honest with you. We've also seen him eating breakfast and having drinks. Drinks last night. At our hotel, but we really did not want to interrupt him when he's trying to relax, so... Right, we didn't want to be on some yeah, fan shit so and be we like try and catch him today, last day of the con. But we were gonna go see Skeet. Today. Yeah, so we met Skeet last, last night. night at the hotel bar. That's very cool. I was about ready to leave, and he was in the hotel lobby, Literally. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, Robbie was gonna run home uh, to press some more shirts, and I literally am like getting ready for bed, and he's just like, "Oh, you should come downstairs and get a drink with me." And I'm just like, "Well, I'm in my pajamas, but okay." So that's what we did. And then Sean, I forget his last name, but he was on uh, Alpha Dogs and Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. They they were they two were chatting last night, and I was like, "Hey." So we bought them a beer and yeah. chatted with them. So they're super cool. Yeah, that was So fun. Skeet was like, you can come to the R line. You can. And say what's up tomorrow. So it's you can skip ahead. So we're going to try to see yeah. him today. And might see if we can pop by Tom Arnold's booth since we did see him in the elevator. Yes. Which I will forever remember the fact that Tom Arnold was going to work out. And I wanted to get a photo with him. And no, and saw our fat asses going to our room with two pizzas (laughs) from Papa Chuck. He was like, can I do it after I work out? And and I'm just like, and we're like, literally, it's the end of the night. So clearly we are just going to go eat pizzas like the fatties we are and then go to bed. So, yeah, that was fun. What I should have been doing is working out with Tom Arnold. You know know what? I'll meet you in the gym. I'll come thank, down and I'll just work out. Too. Thank, thank you for encouraging me. Instead of eating this pizza. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Oh so boy. you are you surprised on how many celebrities we've met this it's this turn around? Very cool con. I do like these smaller cons because I do feel like sometimes you get more of that interaction. Yeah. Because they are able to walk around a little bit more or they want to walk around. Maybe they're less busy. Right. Because 90s con was like super busy, I think, for those celebrities like Bam, all the time. Bam Margera from Jackass. Oh, yeah. Bam came by. He the booth. twice. Yeah. Jason I, Mewes. Jason Mewes. I'm good. I'm glad to see Bam back outside. Oh, yeah. You know, if you have you been keeping up with him, he's been in rehab and everything. He's been dealing with things. He's been yeah, in he's a conservatorship. Here. So I'm, I'm glad he's back time. outside. Mm-hmm. So big ups to him. Yeah. Stay mm-hmm. strong. Also, shout out Matthew Lillard. For yeah. That random. We've already posted, but that random photo on Instagram. Yeah. He's Very super cool. cool. Yeah. I was dying inside when... I almost didn't see him because I was, I can't remember. I think it was actually like pulling up social media or something. It was a little quiet and you were going to take your, your photo. And then Robbie literally is like, Sammy, stand up. And I was just like, oh my God, it's Matthew Lillard. And then Best we ghost face. And then we met uh, the OG of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Christy. I was pretty cool too yesterday. She was in Ferris Bueller day off. I just realized that. I'm looking. It's hard to remember sometimes everything that everyone has been in. Yes. To I'm, be honest with you, especially when you're like face to face with them and you're like, you're so cool and I've admired you and I love your work and I'm totally blanking now on the 10,000 things that you have been in. It's like once they're in your face, you're just like, damn. 
Damn I should have taken notes. Let me hold on. Let me pull up your IMDb so I can tell you all the things I love you. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> she doesn't work that way. That was very sporadic of an interview. She was super nice to do that. You very know? organic. And yeah. she did that out of the graciousness of her heart. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was just like, yeah. Because I was interviewing somebody else mm-hmm. And she would just kind of crept over And was like hey what are you That's doing Very cool yeah And you know I'm enjoying watching the interviews It's not really set up for me to be A part know, of it Yeah or I wouldn't. someone needs to kind of be Watching the booth and, Right Yeah that's why you. So that's why I'm kind of missing out. But I, all those Instagram videos, pictures, I've been trying to take and post. Right. As the interviews have been going on and tagging everybody who's come and talked to us. So. So when we finalize this episode, she'll be more in the episode. But yeah. the actual interviews, I've done that myself. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I'm here. Yeah, she's but been in the background. You haven't heard me as much because I'm kind of babysitting the the booth while Robbie is over here talking to people. I think uh, bringing the podcast up has been a big help. I think it's, it's been fun. Yeah. I think it has drawn a crowd. Yeah. And we'll be definitely doing this again at Spooky. So yeah. if you're listening, we're going to be at Spooky Empire. Going to check out Spooky Empire. You can definitely come by and we'd be happy to talk to you. Robbie loves to talk to anyone who's a fan of horror or really anything. Yeah. What's your favorite horror movie? Normally that's what we ask because this is a horror pod. It's a horror pod and we're at a horror, horror convention. convention. So assumed you like some sort of scary movies but you know just to chat it up yeah very cool i love getting to know and hearing what other people do and how they got started on it i think that's a lot of fun i interviewed somebody a girl yesterday that that she's never been on a podcast before so i was her first experience so Mm -hmm. that's very cool visiting yeah she was not she's not a vendor but she was uh just a horror fanatic yeah, big screen fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I wanted to. I thought her personality would be great for the podcast, so mm-hmm. I wanted to get yeah. her on. But honestly, we've seen so many great cosplays this weekend. They had that huge ghost face meetup yesterday. Two hundred and thirty-four. Something like that. Two hundred thirty something. I, I think it's thirty-four. Forty something like that. But so A many ghost face. Mm-hmm cosplayers have been walking around here it's very, very cool. cool to see the videos and the pictures absolutely sorry, sorry we missed it but you know unfortunately that's part of the the con when you're here at uh, being a vendor yeah I, w- I, I like the interactions we've had with people with the celebrities absolutely so that makes up for some of the stuff that we unfortunately have to miss out on so what are you looking forward for the last day what do you what are your hopes wow Got some merch want to sell off, you know, got some of those Jason masks. I'm still looking to, to pawn off if possible. We have those little mini Funkos. And again, just going and seeing if we can nail down Nick Castle, at least getting some sort of photo with him. Yeah. Because uh, we've basically been kicking ourselves since the first spook out when we saw him walking around that we haven't got a photo with him right we didn't want to be on some fan stuff and be like hey can we get a picture with you but now that we're seasoned pros at this we're just like uh we're gonna do it anyway so yeah so and you know trying to pop over there as a vendor sometimes is a little tricky but we definitely want to go and see who we can chat up and say what's up to today absolutely so i'm looking forward to that because it's it's just cool to meet people that you like don't really about, get to meet on a daily basis. Yeah, and you've watched their stuff and you admire them for what they've done or it's been a big impact in your life, like for you and Scream. Yes. It's a big deal because you grew up and that's your favorite, one of your favorite movies. Absolutely. 
I would no. love to get Skeet on the podcast. I don't know who I'd have to contact for that, but I w- I'm going to ask him that today. If I wanted to get you on a- for an interview, who would I contact? Right. Now that you met us, would you please come on the podcast? But so. Yeah, just talking to them in general is just very cool. So it's and when be you, good. When you see them, mm-hmm. you're just so surprised that they're there. Like, oh, man, I, I've seen you on TV. You're there. And what kills me, though, is like, Ski all Ski just if you looked at him from 1996 to now you're just like did you change much were you are you like, a clone he clearly he's like Keanu yes he's another one of those celebrities that I swear to you doesn't age I know they had to probably do a little CGI on the movies but they cloned him we should have asked him yep. so is your you're not actually in the new screen movies it's, it's your, your clone. clone yep that's okay. right Gotcha. Now yep. we know. Now we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Sammy's going to have a fun time editing this. We're going to have more. We're going to get sure more am. more mm-hmm. interviews with some vendors today. Some yeah. attendees of the con. So yeah. we'll have and more. I'm very excited. And since we're kind of talking about the network, you know, obviously out here promoting the network today and all weekend. Make sure you check out the newest podcast, Partner Complex, just launched. Yes. Yep, just released that first episode with Marvin and Robbie. Marvin is, I, I mean, I think you're very funny, but I like the dynamic with Marvin. Yeah. I think he's he's pretty funny when he's chatting about stuff and the way he says things. I was pretty entertained listening to it because that was the first time I had heard it when I edited it. Right. So I definitely recommend checking out that podcast. More to come with that. And Ashley just launched another episode of her podcast. I've not had a chance to listen to it, but it's a book review called The Hollow, I believe. So so that's the by Ashley Danny podcast. Uh, Ashley Danny podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a literature podcast. So uh, reading and writing. Yeah. And so she talks a little bit about her life updates and yeah, as well, personal stuff that she's going through. And she's got some new health issues going on. So I think she's going to be talking about that on the show, too. OK, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Might as well have her on the painful truth for talk about our health issues. Yeah, I mean, if she really wanted to, she could come on and talk about some of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So definitely check us out. Limitless yeah. Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. This is You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. Mm-hmm. Again, we're your hosts. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. And thank you for checking out this episode. I know it's a bit different than what our normal format yeah, is. but piece together. But this is cool because you get to see so many people and hear different people. And meet different people. Yeah. So Little snippets of their lives. Yeah. Very cool. So definitely all the vendors that you hear come on. If you could go and check, check out their out shops and support uh-huh. them, that would yeah. be great. Absolutely. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, day. Last day of the con. Getting ready to kick off. Yep. Let's get it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. So, who am I joined with? So, my name is Spencer, but I also go by the Shaggy Sabersmith on social media. Okay. A lot of of Shaggy-themed things and some lightsaber-themed stuff. Okay. It's a little more casual, uh, mixing up the Shaggy with uh, William Afton, since Matthew Lillard is going to be playing in Five Nights at Freddy's, so that's where the purple's coming from today. When does that movie release? Later this month, uh, before Halloween. I'm not. I'm not sure the exact date. I'm surprised it's actually going to release because of the whole writer strike and uh, actor strike. But maybe it was produced and directed and finished before the strike, so that's yeah. why they could do that. Okay. Yeah. You know more about that. Yeah. Than I, I could have sworn it's coming out before Halloween, but yeah. No, that's why I'm. I'm okay. That's the way I kind of gather it. 
I was just in LA shooting a television show for about the strike. Oh, okay. so I met Ernie Hudson out there. Oh, nice. The Ghostbuster. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So we're at Spookala. Um, do you go to a lot of horror cons? So I don't go to a ton of horror. I go to a lot of cons in general. If there happen to be horror cons, they happen to be horror cons. But I'm from the South Florida area, so I usually don't get too much further north than this or Orlando, you know? No, I understand. You're three hours away, so I can understand why you limit. So I'm assuming you're not going to make it to Spooky Empire. No, I'm not. I don't I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to be getting up in this area until Hall Night in December. Uh, what, what Orlando is, area. What, what is that? It's just a holiday-themed convention. What is it for? Just a general convention, okay. you know. I think it might be more like anime guest leaning, I think. Are you into uh, anime? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm into most things. <laughs> okay, so how did you get into lightsabers and all that? So I have a background in Taekwondo. I'm a little okay. out of practice, but many years ago, I uh, competed a lot in Taekwondo. And someone showed me that they had these kind of lightsaber swords and staffs. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Started using those and uh, grew out my hair a little bit during the pandemic. And one day I was wearing just a green gi and everyone's like, oh my God, it's Jedi Shaggy, it's Jedi Shaggy. And yeah. I'm like, I, I can work with this, I can work with this. So I threw some stuff together and it kind of took off from there. Yeah, so I, I'm gathering you're a big Matthew Lillard fan. Yeah. So how did that, how did you become a fan of him? So um, when I was a kid, the Scooby-Doo movie came out, you know, 2002, 2003, something like that. Uh -huh. And I remember really enjoying that movie always been a Scooby-Doo fan and then after that I did I don't I don't think I watched Scream until after I saw Scooby-Doo actually but okay you know, he's great in that too so and he's just a great person too you know I've seen him at a few conventions and he's always been nice and I've heard nothing but good things about him so he's awesome so you got to meet him this time around yeah 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 how long did you wait in line um well I got here first thing on Friday a, a few hours I'm sure about, about two hours I think but. Are, are you gonna meet Ski at all I don't think so. Maybe next time. Okay. Maybe next time. So since this is a horror pod, what is your favorite scary movie? Easy answer is Scream. Okay. <laughs> because of Matthew Lillard? Well, partially because of Matthew Lillard, but you know, it's also just a classic movie. It's a good movie, you know. He's, he's part of the reason, but it's still a good movie. So do you think the producers of Scream will ever bring him back? I'd love to see that. In the franchise? I'd, I'd love to see that, you know? I think you even and a million a little, other even people. If, even if it's not a main character, even if it's just like a little nod, that'd still be, yeah. still be cool. All right. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, the Shaggy Sabersmith on uh, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. So who am I joined with? Uh, my name's Tom Ness. Tom? Uh, my wife and I run a company called Peculiar Pumpkin. Okay. And... You got good? Is, yeah. is this good for you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, good. You're doing good. Awesome. Good audio. Excellent. So tell me about Pe Peculiar Pumpkin. Um, well, it's a tongue twister, first it of all. It definitely is. Um, so it's actually, it's a, primarily a candle company. Okay. And uh, the origin is that we, my wife and I burn candles in our house every day. There's usually one going in every room. Uh, but the problem is it's really hard finding like peculiar, strange, unusual kind of scents. Yeah. Uh, and also it, we love spooky season. Yes. Um, I, it, Halloween is kind of like a normal thing in our house. We watch trick or treat probably every month. Yeah. As everybody should. Yes. And um, yeah, we just decided that uh, there wasn't enough uh, companies that sold just spooky and eclectic and strange 
candles. Okay. So we decided to start our own. So you do your own candles. You make them from scratch. Uh, we uh, order the candles from the people that make them from scratch. Okay. Sure. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, no, we have a really good manufacturer. They do all the clean sourcing of, you know, ingredients, wicks, all that kind of stuff. Clean scents. So they're uh, like pet friendly and all that. So, okay. Um, yeah. So there's about as clean of a candle as you can get. What kind of what kind of scents do you have? I was gonna say what kind of flavors, but scents do you have? Yeah, I, people call them flavors too. So uh, just don't don't eat them. Yeah. Um. So to be honest, there's we started with a pumpkin one. You know, it's right. really pumpkin. Right. Like a really good pumpkin uh, candle, and that one is phenomenal. Okay. But uh, we started to veer into like pop culture too. So at this show in particular, we have eight or nine scents right now. Uh, the most popular one is, was a sleeper. It's based on the upside down. Okay. So Stranger Things. Stranger fans Things, out there. though, um, for you fans out there. Yeah, hopefully there's at least uh, a few. And uh, yeah, so we, we we're working with our uh, our our scent. Uh, the person we work with to like get the scents down, uh, she's a level two sommelier. So okay. she's really good at like picking out all the notes. So we're like, all right. So imagine you just you know crawl through the tree and you're like in the upside down and you look around and it's like you know damp and dank and like dark and everything. Like what would that smell like? And uh, I think she nailed it. That's so. really cool. I didn't understand that uh, there's a lot to go into candle production. There's a lot, man. Yeah, well, especially because our scents are not really like, it's not like a patchouli kind of thing. It's, uh -huh. um, it's more inspired. And uh, we try to we try to make scents that are inspired by uh, like, not just like a smell, but an idea. Uh -huh. So like the upside down. Yeah, you know? right, so right. Trying to take that idea and uh, pull out, you know, different notes that we could compile toward when you smell it. You're like, oh, okay. I, that smells like the upside down that nails it right so, there yeah where are so, you guys based out of uh we're winter garden florida so okay. like literally right behind disney world so very much in the theme park bubble okay um we go to horror nights and everything all the time and do you um, guys have a website or anything we do peculiarpumpkin.com okay we'll make sure that's in the show notes absolutely do you have an instagram and everything peculiar.pumpkin uh couldn't lock down the regular one but peculiar.pumpkin is our instagram uh okay. we actually so this is our first show for this. I was just, just going to get into that. Yeah, we literally just launched the company three days ago. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we've been kind of like prepping it for a couple months now. And yeah. we decided that this is the show to debut it. Okay. So are you going to do any other cons or shows or so anything? So far, uh, yeah, we have uh, Spooky Empire lined up. So uh, we'll so be at there. We'll be at Spooky Empire as yes. well. Good. Good deal. Podcasting too? Or what? Yep. We're going to be pulling people off, podcasting, everything like that. Love it, love it. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing that. Um, I mean, we're on the wait list for MegaCon. That's kind of the dream, but. Yeah, so. we're on the wait list for two. Yeah. Uh, it's just so many people, their booth there are super expensive. I know. Have yeah. you, I mean, I was I'm looking, looking at some it. of the prices and I was like, well, maybe sales are gonna be through the roof yeah. to justify the price of the booth. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, yeah, it, it's a wild card because, you know, if you can lock, if you can pay for a corner or like good placement, lock uh -huh. it down and actually, you know, make a return on investment, I feel like it would be absolutely you know, a really cool thing to do. But, you know, I mean, it's like two grand for like a little cubby tucked in the corner pocket. Right. There. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, but then again, they have like 160,000 people to go. So you're right. Right. You know. That collective and captivated audience. You ha That's why I like going to cons because you have this captivated audience for a limited time. And yeah. it's like the world stops. Yeah. 
and then you have yep. celebrities. Do you base the shows you go to off of the celebrities? Uh, sometimes. I feel like, So I, I've been to many conventions before. Um, okay. So we used to live in Chicago. We're born and raised in Chicago. We've been down here for seven or eight years now. Okay. And so I used to go to the Wizard World convention in Chicago every year. Okay. And so like I kind of knew what to expect going into MegaCon, but uh, this last year was our first MegaCon convention. Okay. Uh, it was her first ever convention. Okay. And so... Uh, it was really cool too seeing that because like, I knew what to expect you know like all the booths and celebrities and everything uh-huh. um, there weren't any I mean we wanted to see a lot of the celebrities but we didn't like specifically go to just see celebrities right. just like being in that kind of atmosphere um, but there were uh she just didn't know what to expect. You know, right, she right. Know she didn't know. Yeah. And uh, she was absolutely blown away. And, and the one thing that she said that stood out to me was that she's like, I feel like I'm like finally among my people. Okay. You know, and so because of that, uh, you know, we'll probably go to MegaCon every year from now yeah. on. And, uh, but now it, it, it's because of the company, the Peculiar Pumpkin. It's also one of our goals to actually bend there. So. It's a lot of fun. So we're yeah. going to be trying to get it back on the wait list. And not we're on the wait list, but we're actually going to try to vend there as well. Yeah. It's so. a several year process though. Yeah. Heard. It's pretty, it's, pretty intense. They're very selective on who they let then. Yeah. But I mean, you guys, you know, what you're doing here, though, it's kind of like a really unique hybrid of the e-commerce and media and everything. You're so right. I feel like it would be advantageous for them to let something, you know, someone like you guys in because you can actually promote know, them. Yeah. Promote them, promote the other vendors that, that you know, are vending there and everything. So uh-huh. it's kind of a win-win. No, absolutely. So this is a horror pod. So I got to ask the iconic question. Absolutely. What is your favorite scary movie? Oh, that's a that is a great question. Um, so the original Scream is up there. Okay. Um, but I do think the right now I would have to go trick or treat. Yeah, I was gonna say trick or treat. You just said yeah. that, right? Trick or treat. It's uh, like I kid you not. Uh, we probably watch it monthly. Okay. Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, but also, we just did a rewatch of uh, Haunting of Hill House. Okay. So it's not a movie, but as far as a TV show, right? Um, Netflix. Netflix. God, that's. I, that it's, it's probably our fourth rewatch of it, and it just gets better every time, man. The rewatch value is awesome. Like the the uh, hidden ghosts and all the scenes mm. in the background, it's mm. just a phenomenal show. Do you do you watch a lot of listen to a lot of horror podcasts? Not even one. Not even one. Well, this one you're gonna start listening yeah, to this because you're sure. fe- you're featuring on it. Yeah, I mean, which is great. And thank you for that, by the way. No, absolutely. You know, I so mean, I'm glad I saw you kitty corner to the booth and saw the podcast setup, which is very official, very professional. Well, I was going to introduce myself, but I we're so you get into this routine and you get busy. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so I'm glad you pulled me aside. And, yeah, we locked eyes. I knew. Yeah, you know, we yeah. had that connection. We did. I, I, you, felt it, you felt it, too. Yeah, I did. Even it's better. Simple. Yes, yes. All right. One more time. Where can people find you at? Uh, PeculiarPumpkin.com. Okay. Or on Instagram at Peculiar.Pumpkin. Okay. And one more time, who am I speaking to? Uh, My name's Tom Ness. Yeah, like Elliot Ness. No relation, though. Uh, (laughs) My wife, Emily, and I run the show. So uh, not this show, but the Peculiar Pumpkin show. So So definitely check out their websites and go support them. They will be at Spooky Empire with us. October 27th through the 29th in Orlando. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a close Home one City. for us. Yeah. Us so, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're close yeah, too. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on You Can't Kill a Boogeyman podcast. Yeah. All right. Giddy up. Thank you. Yep. So who, uh, who who's joining me? Uh, my name is Chris Schneider. I uh, am working here at the Spookala Convention and uh become a friend of Robert's over the last few conventions that we've uh, encountered each other at. Absolutely. And, uh, 
talking spooky things. And Absolutely. Movies in general. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. so, okay, let's back up for a second. How did you first get involved with Vocala? Um, so we're uh, family friends of the showrunners, and uh, we've been into the genre for a while, and. Uh, you know, I've worked previous conventions over the years, and my wife wanted to get involved, and so that's what brought us here. Really, okay. The the full nutshell answer. Okay. So when you do a show, do you get excited for that one celebrity? Uh, I'm excited for the whole thing. You know, the vendors. It's really cool to see all the shops, and you know, we've made friends with a lot of the vendors, including yourself. Right. Right. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's kind of like become a family, you know, right. per se. But of course, you know, there's the celebrities that show up. I met Matthew Lillard the other day. I'm a huge fan of the movie Hackers. I love so Hackers too. Getting to see him and, and talk about Hackers for a brief moment was uh, how was that? It was it was uh, it was surreal. You know, sometimes you are like, oh, I'm going to meet this person, and then you get up there and you're like, oh crap, I'm going to this person what so, did he uh, say about it oh he he kind of laughed at me because i was just geeking out and i was like i'm so sorry uh just serial killer is one of my favorite film characters of all time and i loved you in that movie i loved everything you've done but hackers is just my 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 go-to and of course he had a huge line to go to he was staying late to kind of help everyone who had been waiting and so it was a very brief interaction but he he was very generous and and uh, thanked me for, for enjoying his his, uh, his work and yeah, it's a good time. How do you think it's what do you think it's like being a celebrity like that? Like you can't even I, I'm I'm assuming he doesn't go to the grocery store himself. <laughs> I, I mean, as as fluid as they walk through some of these conventions, I feel like some of them do. I don't think all of them do, but I feel like some of them do. And maybe maybe not all the time, but maybe like. I need to get out. I just need to go buy a Twix. I get you. And a bag of potato chips. I get you. And a, <laughs> and a I get pack of Dr. Pepper so I can go home and just chill. But, uh, you know, I feel that some enjoy the ability to just sneak out and be normal. You know, they'll put on a baseball cap or, uh, you know, uh, find a way to, like, remove that celebrity that we see on IMDb. And, and we don't see that. And a lot of people, you know, unless you're looking for celebrities, people walk by all the time and you just don't know it's them. Like Jason Mewes is here with Kevin Smith. And I didn't, Jason Mewes like rolled by on this like scooter, scooter thing. And I didn't know it was him until like two seconds after I saw it was him. Because, you know, you know they're here. Right. But if I had seen that him walking by like in a 7-Eleven which I say that because clerks right uh, right right it's not something that I'm just gonna be like oh crap that's Jason Mewes until maybe like after the fact that might have been Jason Mewes so it, I feel some some of these celebrities that we encounter at conventions like Michael Rooker was walking by just on his own yesterday just enjoying the con because he's He's free-spirited like that and, and doesn't care about the fan interaction as much, I suppose. Whereas some probably are like, I need to be, you know, back wall or back hall, walked in by security. It just depends on, you know, the person and the type of interaction they're okay with, I suppose. Michael is one I want to walk by our booth. Who's uh, that? Oh, Rooker? Yeah. I really want him to... I, I just want to see him. I saw him today briefly. We got a picture with Skeet. Nice. Very cool guy. He actually, we met him last night yeah. sporadically. Got to buy him a beer. Very <laughs> cool. Awesome. And then he was like, if you want to come to my booth tomorrow, I'll sneak you in the side since we know you're a vendor. But 
I asked him, I was like, how can I get you on my podcast to interview you? And he was like, after the strike, hit me up. And the best way to do that is Instagram. Yeah. So you have a podcast. I do. I do. Talk Uh, to me about that. So I used to work at the uh, Great Movie Ride at uh, Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World uh, back when it was open. And after it closed, uh, I was trying to think of an idea for a movie podcast because I love talking movies. Um, Sometimes I'll just ramble on forever about it, but uh, the show just uh, kind of took on this theme of the movie ride and for those who have never ridden great movie ride uh there were uh several features on the ride like uh uh sound of music no not sound of music i'm sorry cut that so that uh singing in the rain mary poppins uh then you'd go into a gang gangster area yeah there'd be the public enemy public enemy yeah through western with uh john wayne yeah clint eastwood then you'd go through alien which is a great my my favorite part of the ride um, Raiders of the Lost Ark they take you through this kind of macabre area there was no real specific horror movie but it was like a horror theme I bet um, you were crushed when they discontinued that yes, ride yes but the, the ride goes through so, several genres and so what we do is we invite guests on some of them have been previous movie riders so we get to talk about working on the ride a little bit and then some of them aren't and so they get to tell us about their appreciation if they've written it or if not they you know you know, QQ, sorry, sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ride. Uh, but, we, you know, we love movies, and so we, the, the the main focus is movies, but it's on this theming of movie ride. Okay. And so what we do is our guests send us a list. We, we've told them to uh, give us their top five in each of these genres. Right. We pick one based on has it been done before, or this might blend well with this. And then we make recreate the ride with uh-huh. their list. Mm-hmm. And so the episodes are uh, pretty much their great movie ride. Okay. And, you know, because we're not monetized or anything, we can sneak in trailer clips or, or, or sound bits and, and music because, you know, we're not looking for money. If we were making money off of it, we couldn't do that. Yeah, right. I'm more concerned about the presentation than making money. And we're not a huge podcast. There's maybe like maybe 100 listeners an episode, okay. which is fine. Right. Know? We're just talking shop. Right. That's what I love to do. So. How often do you put an episode out? Uh, we've been doing it monthly right now. We're taking a little bit of a hiatus for the, the winter time. You know, uh, my co-host and I have weird schedules. Okay. Um, so this time of year, it's kind of very busy for us. Um, so we'll probably do a few more episodes next year. Okay. Um, we also do what we call a Twitch movie watch party, which is fun. Uh, the same premise of the list on the show we go on Prime Video and find a movie from each genre every month when Prime updates their monthly library. Okay. And then you can vote on what movie you want us to watch, and Gabe will actually Twitch stream the movie. Okay. Uh, but you have to have a Prime login because Twitch and Amazon, they're like co-owned or something. Right, right. So he, he broadcasts on there, and usually if I'm available, I'll chat. Uh, through the the Twitch channel, and uh, it's really cool. Yeah, that way we can interact with guests, and uh, he does a gaming thing with Twitch, and it allows him to to uh, kind of have a different type of stream versus what he normally does. Okay, movies. <laughs> so this is a horror podcast. Yes, I got to ask you the iconic question. Okay, what is your favorite scary movie? Uh, so it is a science fiction horror film, but we were just talking about Great Movie Ride and Alien being my favorite part of that ride. It actually happens to be uh, my favorite horror film as well. Okay, um, Alien. Okay. So I grew up being absolutely terrified of horror films. I'm on the autistic spectrum. Horror is 
my brain finds a way to make certain things very real. Okay. Or to most people, it's just the imagination. Okay. And so growing up, you know, and I had siblings and they would scare me with masks and uh-huh. it was not a fun thing, but I outgrew that as okay. I got older. And now that I'm with my wife, who is a huge horror fan, she kind of like eased me into the genre. Okay. And I've just been completely fascinated with how some of these stories that I used to be like intrigued by but terrified at the idea of observing them. Now they're just like, <laughs> great. That's easy an easy watch for me. I gotcha. Uh, but Alien was one of those movies that I watched when I was younger and it was it was terrifying. But because it had that sci-fi element to it, I, I found, like, a, a way to, like, bridge myself in. Gotcha. Kind of like Army of Darkness was not so much a horror film as, like, a slapstick, right. campy horror film. Uh-huh. That was probably one of the first horror films I saw when I was a kid because it wasn't the scariest of the original Evil Dead trilogy. And my dad knew I wasn't into those or knew it would be too much. Let's do Army of Darkness. He can... He can get it on this. Okay. So, Alien, uh, I just, I don't, what what made Alien a favorite for me and why it's always been, it's just, I guess the essential cabin fever with the unknown. You have this unknown creature that's stalking you right. for fun. Right. Pretty much just to kill you. Right. There's, there's, there's no motive. It's just, it's what it's bred to do. Right, right. And then you have, in the back burner of this, you, this this group of workers for, you know, the, the company, uh, Whalen yutani who do not know that once this creature is on board, they have become a science experiment. Yeah, right. And just to watch the, the, the fear of that storyline mm-hmm. unfolding before in front of them on top of being hunted by this creature was just so fascinating to me at a young age that yeah it was incredible yeah like, I had never seen anything like it because I think I saw Alien for the first time when I was eight or nine okay and ever I'm just always a favorite and of course as the other movies have come out I've always loved them even people some people don't like Prometheus some people don't like Covenant I love them <laughs> okay so yeah so you have social media uh personally I do uh you can find me at the Mando tier okay uh, so it's like Mandalorian and Rocketeer combined the Mando tier okay uh, I'm also uh through the great movie radio show okay uh, we were we you can find us at the great movie radio show or the GMR show we kind of hyphenate okay uh so yeah either way okay yeah. all right well thank you for being a part of the show yeah sure thank you for having me yeah who am I joined with? I'm Robbie Dorman, horror author. Okay. So, tell me how you got into horror author. I mean, I've been re- I was reading Stephen King when I was a wee lad, probably too young. Okay. And I've always loved horror and it's when I and I've always been writing. I've writing, been writing my whole life and when I took started taking it seriously, you know. Okay. So I was going to decided I was going to publish things. Okay. I was like, well, I, I can, I'll be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna write hard. That's what. That's it. Just it feels right. Okay. No, I got you. So, is this your first con or? No, no. I've done. I've done Spookala before. Uh, I was at the Spooky Empire in May. Yeah, we were there too. Yeah. Um, I 
we just moved back to Florida. Okay. Uh, I'm from Florida originally, but we were in Texas for a while. Okay. And, and now we're just coming back, and I'm just kind of just doing everything. I'm just doing every con I can find, and okay. some are winners and some are losers. But how, how has this one been for you? It's all right. I, okay. I'll do it again. I think that's a, ultimately that's like the real litmus test is like, would I do it again? I'm like, yeah, I probably would. So. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about your bucks. What 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 can people find in your bucks? Uh, I like to say that I like all kinds of horror, so I write all kinds of horror. So like, you know, if you like picture a scale of like low body count, psychological horror, I write that. And then on the other side, you have high body count, lots of blood and guts. I do that too. How many How many books do you have? 14 now. Okay. The, four, the, the most recent just came out last week. Dead End, it's my zombie book. Okay. But I, I will have three more next year probably. Yeah. Are you published or are you independent? I, I self-publish. Yeah. Okay. It's... I mean, we could talk. I could talk for hours about the publishing industry, but it's effectively like if you go to a horror, like you go to the bookstore, uh-huh. you go to the horror section, uh-huh. you're not going to find. You're going to find. You know, you see Stephen King, right? You see Dean Koontz, right? And you'll you'll see like a handful of other people, but largely what big publishers want right now is literary horror right you know which i'm not against i love it i read it i read that i read everything okay but my stuff is not quite up i you know i grew up on stephen king i grew up on like 70s and 80s like trashy paperbacks filled with monsters okay and i kind of i feel like i meet them halfway between that and you know a little bit more sophisticated stuff but publishers don't i don't think publishers are interested in that okay and i'm maybe if i knocked on their door for enough years they would do it they would do it but i'm not gonna wait years to put my books out there no i got you yeah. who, who do you publish through oh uh ingram spark is the like if you are a, if you're in the indie publishing you know who they are but they basically just print on demand company and they will they basically let you any bookstore can get it or Amazon or okay. wherever. I went. I have a book. I went to IU University through it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like Ingram Spark is like just a, they're they're a publisher effectively, but they just they print books. They they use the same printer as Amazon does, which is Lightning Spark. Okay. So this, is all, this is all getting in the weeds, but no, no, no. It's yeah. very fascinating. Okay. So uh, keep going. Okay. It's like. That's how, so if it allows my books to be in bookstores effectively. Right, right. So if a bookstore, if I go to a bookstore and say, hey, are you, I'm a, like, I'll go to a local bookstore and say, I'm a, I'm a local author, would you be interested in stocking me? And a lot of times it's, oh, well, are you available? Because they won't order through Amazon because that is a competitor. Right. But if you have Ingram Spark, it's just effectively their own distributor. Okay. So they use, they'll, they'll, they will order my books. And you, that also allows people to walk into a bookstore and order my book through a local bookstore, whatever bookstore they're at, Barnes and Noble, whatever. So do you get that a lot? Probably, I, that's, it's hard to like know like where my orders are coming from. The Ingram Spark, uh, I wish I could get more data on that, but right. they don't, it surfaces like, you know, you know you sold a book, you know when you sold it, but you don't know where it came from necessarily. Okay. I can sometimes, you know, you can piece it together. You're like, oh, I was at an event and I talked to a bunch of people and suddenly five, 10, 20 orders came through. It's probably because someone took my card and looked me up and went, oh no, you know, I did my research. I want one of his books. Okay. I ordered them. But sometimes it's just like out of the blue, five copies of a book get ordered. I'm like, that feels like a bookstore did it. Right. 
because they order just enough to stock on their shelf. But right. I don't know. Yeah, it's, they don't tell me sometimes. So even if a bookstore stocks your stuff, you get still paid for oh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, that, like it's it's literally just it's the same as buying it from Amazon. Same as right. someone walking up on my table and buying it. Okay. Yeah. So what makes your your horror books stand apart from everyone else's? I mean, I like to. I like. To, I mean, like. I don't want to be like a bragger, but you definitely I mean, should brag. I that's, know, that's what I'm saying. That, that's where brag. that's where we're at in the interview. Exactly. Uh, I think I'm a great writer. Okay. I'm like I don't. It's I'm past the point in my writing career where I'm like, oh, I'm uh, don't read my book. No, read my books. I'm really good. Right. You should read my books. But uh, I like to. Th- I think I do what other horror writers don't do. Is one. I think I. If I have, you know, I have a vampire book. I have a werewolf book. I have a zombie book. Okay. I like, I visit a lot of old tropes. Okay. But I don't do it unless I have something new, bring me something new to the table. I'm not just, I'm not going to write. Regurgitate something I'm else. I'm not going to write Anne Rice, right? Like, right. Anne Rice vampires are so distinct, so unique, very iconic. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to write Dracula. I'm not going to write, I'm going to write, if I'm, I'm not going to write 30 Days of Night either. Right. I'm going to write a vampire book that is fresh and new. And I like to think that I center my protagonists, which is a thing that I that does bug me about a lot of horror, is that they center the monster. They center the villain. Okay. And not to say that I don't like, you know, a good slasher where you are watching, you know, Jason murder a bunch of teenagers or whatever. It's right. Fun. But I always endeavor to make the human the center of the story uh-huh. and make you want to root for them against the monster. Okay. You see, there's a lot of people who, you know, it's because Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy, there's, when you think of those guys, people, that's the people you see on the t-shirts. Right. You never see, you very rarely see the human the, is the, as the actual, who's the actual protagonist of a movie. Right. You very rarely see them because they don't carry on through different movies. Right. In my books, I really, I try and center the protagonist, the human who's struggling against a monster. Okay. I feel like it's a failure on a lot of parts of a lot of horror stories is they don't make their protagonist very compelling. Okay. Because, and you, so you go, oh, well, the monster looks cool and he's powerful and he has a cool, like, cool gimmick, whatever it is, Freddy, it is in the dreams, whatever. Right. And, but the, the, the protagonist is always just like there to get killed or there to like barely escape getting killed right and I think that's a failing of a lot of horror like I think a good creator a good horror creator of any kind any medium is able to make their protagonist which probably is human a normal person compelling and interesting have a good backstory and make you want to root for them against some monster I want to make the monsters monstrous not I don't want you to root for my monsters I want you to hate them that's excellent that's the first time I've ever had a viewpoint like that. I mean, I think that's great. I mean, that's you want me. What sets me apart from a lot of other yeah. writers or yeah. creators in general is like my vampire book. The main character's name is Ebner. He's a redneck in Texas, and he hates vampires because they're taking over his town. Uh-huh. He wants to kill him. I want you to root for Ebner. I don't want you to root for the vampire. That's excellent. So let me ask you. You know, Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. Right. Did you see the new one on AMC? The, not yet. the show. No, no, no. I was yet. gonna see how you thought of the show. I haven't yet. I'm so behind. Like, I, like, like everyone. Right, right. No time to do anything. No, absolutely. Uh, and I'm right. I, I'm a workaholic. I'm no, right we are too. Yes. So let me ask you, since we are a horror podcast. Yes. What is your favorite scary movie? Oh, the thing. The thing. One thousand percent is always my answer. I wrote a book 
because I wrote a book set in Antarctica called Underneath. It's my favorite, one of my favorites, probably between that and my vampire book, Death Rattle. Those are the two I always tell people when they come to my table. Okay. So I wrote a whole book that's like feels like it's very, it, the plot is different, but uh-huh. it feels like the thing. It's it's cold and, par- and it's paranoia and isolation and tension. Okay. And you don't, you don't know what's going on. It's chaotic. People are at each other's throats. No, I got I you. I love the thing. I could talk about it. I feel like days. you would like They Live, too. I love They Live. Uh, I actually have, we are, I just started a podcast called The Cult Video Vault. Okay. And we are doing a John Carpenter October. Okay. And we just did the thing and we're about to release They Live. Okay. I love John Carpenter. He's my I, favorite. This is a small interview, but I definitely, we're just scratching the surface with you. I would definitely love to have you more back on the podcast for to. an in-depth interview sure so before we let you go how do people find your books uh my name is robbie dorman that's dorman with one o uh it's robbiedorman.com or like it's on the internet you search my name there's no other robbie dormans okay. i'm the only one okay you'll find my books they're on amazon wherever but robbiedorman.com will get you links to everything how about your social media Robbie Dorman as well. My name everywhere. Okay. Mostly. You know, you gotta you gotta drill that into I people. Know. Hey, Robbie Dorman. Robbie Dorman. Robbie Dorman. Okay. You'll you'll find it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr. Gotcha. I don't use Twitter anymore because it's on fire. But you know what I mean. No, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being a part of us. Yeah, thank, of I would love to have you more on yeah. again. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we will have even more content coming for you this month in October. Lots of things on the horizon. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye. Stay spooky. You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast is produced and hosted by Robbie and Sammy Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Podcast Network. Post-production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at boogeymanpod. You can also follow the Limitless Broadcasting Company at Limitless Broadcasting and your horror hosts at Robert 1950 Studios and at The Salmon Lamb. We also have a TikTok at 1950 Studios. Email your creepy comments and spooky suggestions to us at boogeymanpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Have a horrific week. <laughs>